You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. quite know where to go here this morning. The Lord has been downloading stuff and I, it's a little raw to me yet, so. Just bear with me. I kind of want to look at uh, our life in Christ and just some of the thought patterns in our lives that form our our walk in Christ, hey. And we'll, we'll touch on, whoa, what's that all about? <laughs> okay, we'll start again. <laughs> we'll touch on some of the pillars, and I don't know where we'll go with it, but number one is that God is good, hey. That needs to be a fundamental thing in our lives, that God is good. And I don't mean just words. It needs to be something working in our hearts. That God is good. And there's lots of reasons why we would say he's not good. And we'll talk to those and, and speak to them later. And nothing is impossible with God. Those are foundations in our lives that we need to embrace. Not words again, but we need to embrace in the spirit of our life, eh? And everything was done on the cross. And all of us are significant in the kingdom. We want to talk through those points in some form or another this morning. I guess in the walk, I'll I'll speak to myself, and I'm not saying that to exalt anything in my life, but just... the overwhelming goodness of God, eh? You know, I'm going to drink to that. Anybody want to join me? (laughs) And I know there's a cry in every heart here to move into the, uh, the intimacy with the Father. I know that's in your hearts, irregardless of what's on the outside, irregardless of what you're going through. Like if your marriage is breaking up or you haven't got your mortgage payment or your kids are somewhere where they shouldn't be in your eyes, He's there for us, eh? And that cry is still there, I believe, even in those situations where our soulish realm is, is out somewhere else other than where it wants to be up here with the Lord, hey? When he says, come up. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 
There's so much that the Father has for all of us in his kingdom. Like it's just beyond what the mind can comprehend. It's, it's just beyond. But you know what? He said, let this mind of Christ be in you. The mind is a beautiful thing when it's renewed in Christ Jesus. He wants us to co-partner with him because he wants us to do that. When he created us, he didn't create a robot. He had the opportunity to, but he said, no, I want to create a man that will worship me out of his intellect, out of his body, out of his soul, and out of his spirit. He wants all of us. I guess in my walk, what I was beginning to see was uh, I left out the soul. When we cross over the line in salvation, Dennis still come over. Body, soul, spirit, and everything. Eh? When I look at Col- Colossians 3.3, 3, it talks about being dead in Christ and hid in Christ. Well, man, I got so far down that trail I couldn't find myself. And nobody else could see me because I was so dead in Christ and so hidden in Christ in the wrong sense. But in the right sense, it's got lots of meaning. But in the wrong sense, no. So there's got to be a way to walk this world where body, soul, and spirit and everything is embracing him and and living out of him. And we are ambassadors, it says, for the kingdom. The kingdom is within us. You know what? I want us as the body to leak the kingdom out. To leak the kingdom out when we're touching people and talking to people. That's the heart of the Father is that we would leak it out. And it would be the kingdom that we leak. It's not the carnal part of us, but it's the kingdom that we leak out. So there's got to be a reward for us walking in this kingdom. We need to experience. We need to experience. So the cry in our heart is, I want more of you, but I want more of you throughout my whole body and my spirit. I want more of you on my job. Like we're called, wherever we're at, to be ambassadors for Christ. We have our citizenship in heaven. Now what does that mean? When we look at some of them scriptures, like our head gets sore. Like how does that become practical in our lives? How do we work it out? To me, what I believe, the understanding of it is, is that Jesus said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What does that look like? What did he see? 
What did he see that that joy moved him and he endured? He's seen the future of each one of us in time eternal. And the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God says it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Who doesn't want that? Put their hand up. No takers? <laughs> so that is a precious commodity in the Holy Spirit. Precious commodity in the Holy Spirit. So how do we get there? How do we get where we live in the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? You know, I don't have the answer. The Word and the Lord has the answer. Like, sometimes the encounters go beyond our head knowledge. Like, we're in a time where we have so much teaching, which is good, we're to study to show ourselves approved unto the Lord and to our brethren. Eh? That's all good. It's excellent. But sometimes that's up here in our experiences down here. We need to come like this. Amen. Yes. We need to live out revelation. If revelation is real in our hearts, there will be a measurement of it. We will measure it. We will know it. If it's real in our hearts. So we get there by getting a reward. And what I believe a lot is when we begin to like we continue to come before the Lord in prayer and prayer and prayer and continually and continually, which is good. But a lot of times it's, it's mechanical. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just that's what we know to do and that's what we do, which is good. But there's something about sitting before the word of the Lord where it begins to do what it says it's going to do, divide asunder body, soul, and spirit. When we sit there before and we have an appetite an appetite for the word of the Lord, it will begin to peel off things in our lives. Hey? In John 15, this must be a bad spot. <laughs> in John 15, it says you'll be cleaned by the word. And there's a translation that would be prune, prune. You know, I'd sooner be pruned by the word than you coming up and getting in my face and saying, hey, deal with that in your life. But you know, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. That's why the body is here. But we can be pruned by the word of God as we sit before it and allow him just to speak into our hearts. John 15. Are you doing okay with time? Should be.
So as we come before the Lord daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, we still haven't seen an answer to prayer. What sustains us? What sustains us? There's a transformation that takes place in our lives. And I know it's faith. And we'll talk about that in a while, the measures of faith too. But there's a transformation that takes place in our life when we move into the experience of the love of Christ. We talk about the first love. Anybody had first love here? Can we remember? <laughs> it's not that, not that long for some of us. But the first love that drew us into the kingdom, we, and it's different for everyone, but the first love that draws you into the kingdom, it's, uh, depending on your experience, it takes you from that point before to that point, and you're totally captivated. You don't know what you're captivated by, but you're captivated by God somehow. You don't understand it. But I think as we get to understand it, sometimes we get to push the first love out, hey. But there's a way of walking where I believe, and this is not a doctrine, so don't take it that way, I believe as we position ourselves before the Lord, like it talks in Ephesus, it talks about the church that, uh, in Revelation 2, that had lost its first love. Hey, so you were doing all the stuff that you needed to do. You were doing the things that you were supposed to do. And they became mechanical. And I'm not saying that to condemn anybody. The Father knows all that anyway. He knows your heart, so... He's there. He's never leaving us or forsaking us. He's always drawing us and wooing us to him, to come into him. Yes. Always. Always. He's a good God. Yes. Always wooing us. But I believe there's an experience where we be mature in the Lord. And I'll, I'll say the word baptized, but I don't. I don't create a doctor. I don't want a doctrine created out of that or anything. Where we become immersed in the Lord again as we position ourselves before him. Hey? And we do the things that he says he does. But I just don't understand that. Like I have so many questions. Do we have questions about the Lord? Do we bring questions to him? If we're not questioning the Lord, we've settled into a routine that I have my doctrine, I have who Christ is in my life, and this is who he is. If we're not having questions about your goodness, Father, and your faith, how does it work? And your love, Father, how do I get more of it? How do I get more faith? If we're not having a heart that's seeking after him, we've settled into a lifestyle of where Christianity is for us. Now, he always wants to take us higher. Come up here, come up here. He wants to take us higher in him. The reason? Obviously, he wants to have fellowship with us because he just likes to get together with you, just like your family. He just wants to be with you. But more than that, he wants us to walk out the assignment we have on this earth. And that assignment is way beyond the natural. 
But you know what? It takes the natural to move into it. We need to be active in it too, hey? So the assignment is, is a wonderful thing. We have the privilege, the privilege of representing Jesus Christ on this earth and the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. We have the privilege of bringing that to our neighbors. We have the privilege of bringing that to our co-workers that we work with too. There's a book that was written in the beginning, and it's a book of destiny. It speaks of it in Psalms. He said that he knew us before the foundation of the, of the world. Hey, before the foundation of the world, the Father knew us. And you know what? In that book of destiny, according to Timothy, he would that all would be saved. So one thing that's in that book of destiny is salvation, definitely salvation. But you know what? There's secrets in there. There's mysteries that the Lord wants us to investigate and find out for our lives. Where are we at? If we're on a job, that's where we're at. At that particular time, is that the calling in our life? And it can very well be. That's where the Lord would have you. But having you there, what has he written in that book for you to unroll and unravel? Can you be in that job site with joy unspeakable? Yeah. I can't. Those are a bunch of turkeys I work with. You know what? That can very well be. But here's where I believe that faith becomes exciting and the walk becomes exciting is right where we're at. We take what God says in the Word. To me, the Word of God is made up of principle or with uh, made up of promises, gifts and fruits. In Joel 2.28, it says, it says, Old men will dream dreams. Young people will have visions. You know what? I qualify. I'm an old guy. <laughs> and the rest, you are young, so you qualify. <laughs> That's the way I look at life. <laughs> it's simple. But how does that become a reality in my life? Father, I see what you say. I'm coming before you. I want more of you. I'm an old man. I want to dream dreams. I'm a young person. I want to see visions. And there's nothing scary about that. Steward what God has given you. And he will lift you up and put you there for the common good of the body of Christ. Steward the gifts you've been given. I've had one or two prophecies in my life. And I just want to share one of them with you. I won't share the details. I'll just share the parts of it. But it was, and I just want to say this, in order for perseverance, like the gifts are there for the good of everybody in the body of Christ. Now, because they get misused, I do not have a right in my life to come against what the Word of God says. The gift is good. The one who administrates it may be walking in areas of their life. But the gift is good. 
So if I say, well, I'm not going to seek prophecy because I see where it's gone off the tracks here. I see all the bad things about it. You're missing. You're missing. That's all I can say. You're missing. If you want words of encouragement, God has gifted people in the body of Christ to bring them to you. Freely they received and freely they'll give. That they will do. If you want to be built up in Christ, it's there. That's one of the gifts. There's many other gifts in the body. But they're all designed for the edifying of us, the body of Christ, to bring us into the fullness of Christ. Proper stewardship in the body of Christ, and that means being accountable for your gifts and allowing yourself to be accountable to somebody in the body that will hold you accountable for that gift too, to operate in the body. But we do need all those things to come into the fullness that Christ is calling us in the last days. We need that. We need it. Where were we going? Oh, prophecy. The reason I said this was I had a prophecy 19 years ago by somebody that's very accurate in in the prophecy world. And I kind of... Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's quite a ways. Uh, I don't know. That's a stretch. <laughs> but I put it on the shelf. Put it on the shelf. And I've seen where it's coming to pass in the last several months. that that's coming to pass. Now, I, I'll explain something to you in that. Like, the reason it took 19 years, I believe, in my own heart, is because directly in that prophecy it said, you have hardness in your heart. So I needed to deal with some hardness in my heart. And if it took 19 years to come there, you know, I, I miss something in that term, but you know what? I'm so grateful that it came. I'm overwhelmed at what he did to bring me through that. Because a hardness in our heart can shut out our souls so we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. Because the soul needs to be sensitive to the working of the Holy Spirit so it can be molded and shaped the way the Holy Spirit wants it to move. So don't ignore your soulish realm. Feed it. How do you feed something? With the Word of God. You feed it with the Word of God. You can't feed it with, like Hayward said, Westerns. It doesn't work. I tried it. (laughs) You got to feed it with the Word of God. That's soul food. Spirit food, soul food, and it will bring life to you. So a hardness of heart, it's like Israel in the wilderness in Exodus. They were in there 40 years. Like the distance may have taken them in the real world a year or two to get from point A to point B. That's all it may have taken them. Because of their heart condition. They were out there wandering around. And yet I look at them. They were in divine health. 
Did we get to a scripture yet? No? Oh, okay. Uh, we were in divine, or they were in divine health in that wilderness. Part that amazes me in creation is that it says that the Lord reigns on the just and the unjust, hey? Now, once we begin to see the creation of God with the love of the Father, it's not too hard to love them that are down and out and broken. But if we see them as, they're sinners, they're messed up, I don't want anything to do with them. That's not the Father's heart. It's not the Father's heart, I can tell you that. He goes after those. In the Old Testament, the leopard, they set him aside. They wouldn't touch him. In the New Testament, Jesus comes up to the leopards, lays his hands on them and heals them. Such a grace and mercy that the Lord exhibits in his walk. Well, guys, I know you got a bunch of scriptures, so we should think about going somewhere. I can't see here with a hoot. Okay, let's... I want to talk to you about the, the goodness of God, eh? If you can go to Romans 8, 28... Oh, man. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purposes. Now, there's lots of reasons why we we don't end up walking in that. It can be disappointment with God, like, Lord, I'm coming to you. And I need a healing over my body in a certain area. And it doesn't happen in a month or two months. It may take two or three years, say, being before him. We get disappointed with the father. And we don't see him as a good father anymore. Or my marriage is falling apart. We don't see him as a, as a good father. Nothing has changed about our father God. It's only our circumstance that's changed. It's our circumstance that's changed. So that's the part that we need to see. It's if we can walk with him, and number one is pull that righteousness, peace, and joy in that marriage that's breaking up, in that child that's left home and is on his own and doing his own thing, if we can bring all of that into that particular situation and allow that to, to minister to our soul, minister to our soul. We're bringing the kingdom onto this earth then. That's what we're doing. Because we're working through our souls to, to bring them in alignment with the kingdom of God. So it's not, it's not God's fault, the circumstance we're in. We were created to make choices. He never took our mind away from us. Every choice has a, a godly application, not a godly application. 
That's our responsibility to be wise in our choosing. And listen, if we go down the wrong road, he's going to pull us back in time. He may let us go out there for whatever it is. It could be years. But the thing is, it's our choice. It isn't God that put us out there. It's our choice that we decided to walk that way. So Psalms 34.8, guys, if you can zip that. Taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. This was a pivotal verse in my life, was taste. And in all our lives, we have pivotal verses in our lives that move us from, from a carnality point or a point where we're not in God to where we move to where God wants us to be. Taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So in, in, in that sense, what it began to speak to me about was tasting. Okay, the Lord was talking to me about my soul not experiencing Christ. So when he says taste, I said, okay, Lord, how does that look? How does that feel? It begins to work through my emotions as I begin to bring them in subjection to Christ in the Word. And you look at the fruit of the spirits. Those are things we grow. So when we talk about taste, we have some work to do in growing the fruit of the Spirit. Like he's, and I'm not, he's a sovereign God. He can come and zap us. I'm not saying that. And you know what? Those encounters where we're zapped, they're great. Like, it's just God. Like, you can't explain it. It's God. And those encounters, and he lays you out or he flows you across the room. Like, but at the end of it, when you come out of it, a lot of times you come where you've been changed in the twinkling of an eye. Yes. Yes. So we, we don't want to discount those things. And in some cases, it means nothing other than I'm laid out. You know, I don't... But God has purposes in everything he does, hey? So the taste part is us working on our, on our fruit of the Spirit to begin to bring them into the perfection that he wants them to be in is that part of it. I relate this to taste. This is maybe a little gross. I don't know. But anyway, we're, I'm out where we're in the process of calving. And the first thing a mother does is she licks off her calf. And they lock in. They lock in. They're locked for life. To me, that brings a demonstration of tasting in our soulish realm where we lock in in the right way, hey? Where we're, we're walking in the fruit of the Spirit and we're locking into Him on that, hey? And if we want somewhere to... Uh, how long do I have here, guys? Another ten minutes? Five minutes? You're the boss. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Let me revise that. <laughs> the Lord is the boss. So anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. Blessed is the Lord. So you want a challenge in your life where you're activated in the Lord every day? Okay, let's take, let's take ourselves and put ourselves where our soulish realm needs to be transformed. We need to see the fruit of spirit multiplying in our lives. Let's put, us, let's put ourselves each day in that. Come to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this day I'm on my job, okay? How can the fruit of the spirit be exercised here? So, okay, you want to see faith grow? 
You know where it talks about, it says, bless those that curse you and pray for them? Okay, there's no greater joy when you can do that with the right heart. There is no greater joy when you can do that with the right heart. Rather than saying that turkey, I'm going to give him what he needs. But the joy and the growth comes in our whole being. Our soulish realm begins to be excited about God when we overcome. And he designed us that way, to be excited about what he does in our soulish realm, to move us in. Now, that's a challenge in our walk every day. We can be challenged personally, and it's not here on Sunday mornings we're talking about. We're talking about every day we can be challenged. This is a small part of our life, eh? But when we come together corporately, it's for his purposes to be manifest, I believe, in a greater way. But we can have a very personal relationship where those things become real in our lives, hey? So it's easy. Just put yourself out there. Put yourself out there and allow the Lord and see what he does to your soulish realm. And you want growth in your life? You start doing things like that. You start walking in the, the commission, the high calling that he's placed on our life, hey? It's going to take risk. It's going to take us moving out of our comfort zone. But you know what? Your heart may be throbbing a bit, but there's no greater joy when you can bring the kingdom to somebody. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead. That's, that's in our mandate. Can we grasp it or is that off our radar? It's out there for us to, to begin to walk in. But allow yourself, first of all, to be baptized in that love. He said, wait until you're endued with power from on high. That was then. We have the Holy Spirit in us. As we begin to walk out the commissions that he's put on our hearts, he begins to empower us, I believe, to move in those gifts and those things as we begin to walk in those. But it takes us moving and walking and doing what he asks us to do. When I'm sitting here, it's nice to look at it, but in reality, I have to get my face into it and move into it and walk into it. Okay. Someday I may come back and share the rest. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but here's what I, I really sense in my heart is that I believe the Lord wants to impart to us. And I say impart. That's something that He does. Impart that baptism of the love of the Father. Now, it may happen today, it may happen a week, it may happen a month, or it may never happen. It depends on you positioning yourself before him. And it depends on him. There's a lot of gifts in this world that he gives us, hey. But I can't force a gift to come to me. He says, I will give it to you as I see fit. So it's, it's about that, positioning ourselves right for his, for his working.
You've been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.